Good morning and win today. Welcome to my TBJ Moments. As you know that in every episode, we'll be having special guests that will share with us untold stories, wonderful experiences that they had with the man of God, Prophet TB Joshua. So today we're going to have a special guest that will share with us his TBJ moment via Zoom call. Of course, he's going to be reaching out to us from the Republic of Ghana. But before listening from our guest today, let us listen to one wonderful message of Prophet TB Joshua. That's right. Our message today is your love for Christ. Viewers, thank you for your time. Turn your Bible to the book of St. John, chapter 21, number 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? Jesus asked Simon Peter, do you love me more than this? Me, there are more to this? Just a word, do you love me? I want you to look at the expression, more than this. If I ask you, do you love me more than this? What kind of love am I talking about? So that will take us to the title, Your Love for Christ. Do you love me more than this? Three times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than this? Hmm. The expression more than this, take a look at us. If Peter did not love him more than this, definitely he would not give him a commission. Remember, three times he asked Peter, do you love me more than this? Before giving Peter the responsibility to shepherd his sheep, love can make a king abdicate his throne that is resigned. Love can make poor boy, poor man, beggar, become a prince. If spoken from the heart, nothing is as strong as love. That is, nothing is stronger than love greater than all because God is love and God is greater than all. God is love. He is without peer. That is love. Without equal, equivalent, equivalent, there is nothing to compare. Richer than any minerals, love, warmer than any song, that is love for you. God is love. God loves the orphans. 
the strangers, the widows, the needy, just name them. Therefore, man, if he loves God truly, is under obligation to love his fellow man. God is concerned about justice and righteousness. Therefore, man, if he loves God, he must be concerned about justice and treatment of his neighbor. All right, I'm sure you have enjoyed listening to that wonderful message from our Father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. Well, your love for Christ is quite, um, that's quite an intriguing one, you know? You know, it's such a beautiful conversation, and I, I always love, of course, we always love how uh, Prophet T.B. Joshua puts his messages across. Um, but, uh, you know, what strikes me is how much this speaks to who he was. That's you know, right. he, it's not just a message for him, it, it's a way of life. Uh, and those around him also got to learn a lot of lessons from, from the way of life. Honestly, having listened to that message, if, if I ask myself, who could I say, I mean, lives, because you see, the, the, the standard, the love of Christ, is not something any human can meet. But I tell you what, the closest thing to it is Prophet T.B. Joshua, because he walked the talk. He lived an exemplary life. He's not just talking it, he walks it. And now that takes me to this verse in the Bible when Jesus asked Peter, his disciple, if he loved him. What was his answer, if you recall? He said, yes, Lord, I love you. All right. And he said, feed my lamb. Mm -hmm. He asked him again, what did he say? He said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Tend my ship. Mm -hmm. hmm. And of course, the third time he said, feed my ship. Well, that was quite profound. And that's why I said, look, the love of Jesus is unlike any other on earth. But the closest thing to them all, as far as I'm concerned, is Prophet T.B. Joshua. And you know, as you say that, uh, it makes me think a lot about uh, the person who we have the honor of speaking to today. Mm -hmm. uh, when you say, feed my lambs, yeah. tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Um, without giving away too much, because I believe he has so much to share with us, our guest today, I believe, is going to share his experience of those qualities that were embodied, Jesus Christ's qualities that Prophet T.B. Joshua emulated towards. Right. And uh, I, I, we're going to find out uh, how much of a good job he did with that. So viewers, please do stay with us, because after the break, we'll be joined by Honorable George Sika, who is the aide to former Ghanaian President, His Excellency John Mahama. We'll see you shortly. It's an absolute pleasure for us to get into conversation with the Honorable George Sika, who is the aide to former president of Ghana, His Excellency John Mahama. Sir, good morning and win today. Welcome to my TVJ Moments. Good morning and win forever. Amen. Nice talking to you. Yes, it's such a pleasure for us to have you here, and we're going to get straight into it. We're keen to know, how did you first encounter the Synagogue Church of All Nations? Hmm. This is a very long story, and I think uh, in around the year 2005, I started uh, 
following the man of God through some friends who introduced him to me. And then it's like I become a very, very ardent follower of him right from 2007 through 2008 when uh, our former president, His Excellency Professor Mills visited uh, Squan and then thereafter have uh, accepted Squan as uh, my, <laughs> my, my, my place of worship, though uh, not a, a full member of the church. So basically, I'll say I started following Squan closely from 2005 to date. And uh, tell us about your first experience visiting the church and uh, subsequently meeting the man of God. My first experience visiting the church was in 2010 when I was on a business visit to the national capital of Nigeria, Abuja. I was in Abuja and uh, you know, the thing just occurred to me that cancel your return flight to Accra and then try and visit a synagogue. So honestly, I canceled my return flight, pick a local bus from Abuja, travel down to Lagos, and then was fortunate enough to be at the church. After the church service, I had an experience uh, which <laughs> only God knows why. Because on my return, I had some friends in, uh, waiting for me in uh, Kutonu, Benin. So I decided after the church service that Sunday to pick a bus and then go to Kutonu. Unfortunately, after three days, I found myself on a hospital bed in Lagos, being attacked by armed robbers. And the miraculous part of it all was that I was at the lorry park. I didn't know what happened. Then I woke up the third day on a hospital bed. Someone just approached me and asked, where do you come from? I said, I'm a Ghanaian, I'm from Ghana. And he asked me the question, can you remember any of your relations phone number? So quickly I called my elder brother's number and then I went out again, blackout completely again. The third day I woke up. Then this man walked to me and then said, you are blessed. Then I say, how? Then he introduced himself to me and said, and asked me, where was I coming from? I said, oh, I was actually at the church called Synagogue, Squam. Then he said, no, I'm a member of Squam. I said, are you sure? He said, yes. Then what happened to me? Then he said, that morning, he left home and then was going to work. That something just told him to pass through a route which never in his life <laughs> going to work. He has even passed there before. And as he was going, 
he saw me lying down, prostrate, as if almost dead. Then he heard a voice, go and wake up this man. So he came, tapping me, tapping me. He could see that I was almost dead. And then he tried as much as possible to carry me to the next hospital. When he went to the hospital, the doctor was asking him, do you know the man? He said, no. Then why bring him in here? Is he not an armed robber? He said, well, I don't know him, but just treat him for me. So he paid off everything to the doctor. Then I said, by how? Then he said, all in heaven knows. So I returned home thereafter, and I was on admission for a while. When I was on, a, on admission, in fact, I had cuts all over my face. <laughs> I was somebody that could not even be recognized by even my child when I, they brought me back home to Ghana. But then, just after three, four, five days, it's like everything was gone. So my little child then, four, five years, look at me and say, ah, dad, ah, everything is gone. Why? I said, well, only heaven knows. Thereafter, I always have that edge of trying to be in touch with the synagogue church of our nations. I didn't give up because I felt it was the hand of God in the first place that saved me. If not, maybe I would have been dead. But then, to me, the Lord sent a servant from the synagogue church of all nations to save my life in Lagos. So I made up my mind. And having followed our late father, our mentor, and someone who has become a brother to me. So he left this world. I have nothing to say, but then I always give glory to the Lord that he has made it possible for me in my lifetime, in our generation, to meet, to know, and be closely in contact with the late senior prophet T.B. Joshua. I've been visiting synagogues since then from that 2010. But I couldn't have the opportunity of getting on one and one with him until some five, six years back when I was on a visit again to the church. We were having this uh, meeting uh, at the Mason Lounge with the foreign uh, guest that night. Then as I was reaching him, the Lord just said, whisper to him. Then I said, as he was about to touch me, I said, man of God, I would like to see. Then he touched me. 
And after I left him, he called me back. Then gave instruction to one of the ushers. Said, I would like to see him. So after that meeting, he went to the office. I was the first person he called. I went in that very day. It's like a, uh, he has known me already, and I know him. He asked where I'm coming from. I said, I'm a Ghanaian. Then we started discussion. I mean, he had a very lovely discussion. That was the grace I had six years ago when, for the first time, I closely interacted with him. Thereafter, we actually uh, live like brothers, and you see me there sometimes twice in a month, every fortnight. Wow. You call me. My friend, that's how he addressed. Anytime you, say, you come, my friend, can you come over? My friend, and sometimes, surprisingly, as busy as man as uh, we all know him to be, you will find a time to call me, discuss a lot of issues about my country, Ghana. He has been saying that Ghana is the second home. Really, if Ghanaians know how much this man loved Ghana, they would have adopted him as their beloved son. He gave everything for my country, Ghana. His time, his prayers, for everything that is Ghana. That was the relationship between me, between him and me. It's all about Ghana, 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 till he left this world. When you encountered Prophet TB Joshua, what was the most striking thing you noticed about him? Oh, it's very difficult to actually point out uh, a particular striking thing all about him. But it's this thing I've learned from him is a fulfillment of the Bible. He's a total body of our Lord Christ Jesus. What I've learned about him is that he had the fourfold, I call it myself the fourfold of the Lord's ministry, of the one we can call a shepherd. And I'll be telling people all around me that to me, I don't know who is the pastor, but I know of a shepherd. Because Christ Jesus himself said, he is a shepherd. And the order that he gave to Peter was that Peter, shepherd my force. And senior prophet T.B. Joshua came as a shepherd to shepherd the flocks. And I've seen the, rest, the fourfold responsibilities of a shepherd in him. 
feeding the flocks, and they are hungry, protecting the flocks from wild beasts when they attack them, caring for them when they are sick. And then the fourfold, giving them shelter when the wind blows. This is the fourfold that I have seen in him as a total completion of the shepherdhood that Christ Jesus told Peter and asked Peter. Because when you are sick and the shepherd cannot heal you, then you don't have a good shepherd. When you are hungry, the frogs are hungry. The shepherd cannot feed them. There is not a good shepherd. When wild beasts attack the shepherd and the shepherd cannot deliver them, from the mouth of the wild beast, just as Daniel, uh, uh, David did, then you're not a good shepherd. And then when the storm blows, the wind, the winter, wind, and all the others, and you don't have shelter over the flocks, then you're not a good shepherd. And honestly, Prophet T.B. Joshua was the only one to me at my age of over 60 years that I've realized actually live up to be a shepherd and a very true great shepherd indeed. These are the things that actually made me have uh, that fulfillment just as Christ did. When the apostles came, they did it. And the next person in our time, in our generation, to fulfill the fourfold was no other person by the senior prophet in the So I've had many, many moments with him. But then one day, I came on a visit. So I got to the church late evening. So they called him. Then he said they should bring me in. He was then in the church with the young evangelist and then others. Immediately they walked me in. He just turned to me and turned to the coordinator and made a statement he said, this is my very, very good friend. Take very good care of him. Go and give him accommodation. The presidential, wherever he wants to sleep, let him sleep comfortably. Tomorrow morning, after breakfast, bring him to the mountain. I said, wow, who am I to be recognized and accepted this way? by the man of God. Till today, I've kept on asking myself this question. It came as a, a surprise to me. Thereafter, on that same visit, not knowing uh, a day or two will be my birthday, I had even forgotten <laughs> that the protocol department picked 
it from my uh, my passport. So I was at a mountain in the evening. We returned to the church. Not quite about 30 minutes, they called me back. Said, man of God said, you want to see me. And as I said, go down to the restaurant area. A long table was laid. Happy birthday to In fact, I was even sharing tears. Say, ah, how come? How come? So honestly, if I want to go on and on and on, then I think this program is not going to end. <laughs> well, you know what? This, this, is, this is what the platform is here for, so that we can get to share some of these insights and these moments that we otherwise would may never know about. But I'd like to take us back to um, your reference to the man of God as a shepherd. And, you know, you've spent your career in the corridors of power, if I may call it that. You, you've worked with presidents. You're, you're associated in the highest uh, realm of leadership in Ghana and, of course, in Africa. And I'm quite curious as to the type of influence that the man of God had on you as a leader and on some of the leaders that you also worked with. Yes. Honestly, his influence cut across. I had opportunity to interact with him so much. Most, some of our presidents in this, uh, in Africa, who were very close to him, and then our late president uh, John Evans Atamils, who was like a, a father to me to personally. Then also the former president, His Excellency John Jamanimaha. Um, just exactly five weeks before his homecoming, I think when we all, I don't know where, there are people, anybody who listened to President Mahama's tributes will realize that he was with our father not quite long before his homecoming. I mean, exactly five weeks. And at that point, he made some revelations about Ghana. I will go into details. But before then, the 2020 elections of Ghana, it was like an election for Prophet Tibi Chosha in Nigeria. Why am I saying this? He was so much concerned one, about the security of Ghana, about the political dispensation, the aftermath, and then the election organizers. When I say the election organizers, I'm talking of the Electoral Commission of Ghana and also our judiciary. He donated some items to the Ghana Police Service, motorbikes and all the others, just to make sure that the security of the nation is protected. Above all this, 24-7, almost all the time, 
He was on his knees praying for Ghana. I can't remember one day before the elections, I think uh, some weeks to the elections then, I had a call from him. Say, my friend, how are you? That, that is the normal greeting all the time. <laughs> my friend, how are you? Say, man of God, I'm okay. Say, your elections. Your elections. I want to tell you something. Immediately, <laughs> I believe he realized it in the spirit that I wasn't prepared for the statement. So, the next thing I had is this, I will call you later. He dropped the call. I said, wow. Some few hours after that, he called again. Then gave me the breakdown of events before, after, during collation announcements and final declarations. He gave me the breakdown of all this. And then said, don't tell anyone. Wow. And I'm not going to put it on Emmanuel TV. But write all these things down. And honestly, everything he said about the election came to pass. But he told me not to tell anyone. And I just want to say something. Look, Prophet T.B. did a lot of things, say a lot of things that he wouldn't. Well, maybe people may think for the fancy of it, wanted to show off of a story that he wouldn't like people to know about. And that wasn't the only time. There are a lot of times he would call me, tell me things, and then said, don't tell anyone. Then the next day he called back. My friend, how are you? I said, I was, oh, thank God you are still strong. Now coming forward, last year, from January up to June, I had the rare privilege of any foreign visitor to be in the synagogue for at least seven times wow. between January and June before his glorious come. At one point, he said, Ghana, my beloved country. I love Ghana. Uh, the last time that I visited him was two weeks before his home calling. He said a lot of things to me again. But I never knew that he was informing me. Um, so when we came five weeks, and I came on a visit with the former president, everything that he said about Ghana is what we are witnessing today. Everything he said is just coming to pass one by one. Wow. wow. Honorable. <laughs> you have yes. had a whole lot of encounter with the man of God. Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you, how did you particularly feel when you noticed all his prophecies about your country, Ghana, coming to pass? I am not in doubt, not at all, 
Because the Lord has given me that grace to know who a prophet is and a true prophet of God is. His track record before 20, we won my party. That's the party of the National Democratic Congress of uh, the late Professor Mills won the elections. He gave a prophecy concerning the elections of this country. And it came to pass. Hmm. For the first time in the history of Ghana, we voted three times for the results to be declared, which is not normal. But before then, he prophesied it and they said, look, this is what is going to happen. You're going to have three rounds of elections. And at the end of it, Professor Mills will be declared a winner. So it was happened. Thereafter, I have keenly followed the man of God. I always ask the Lord to reveal much about him to me. I just want to say something. The day of his own calling, I spoke with him the Thursday before Saturday. We had a very lengthy chat. Then the next morning, no, that very morning, he posted a video on my WhatsApp. I picked out the video and looked at it. And I said, wow, what does it mean? I call my wife around and my small boy, look at what our father is sending to me. What is the meaning of this? Well, I will call him on Sunday, being aware that Friday, Saturday will be a busy day for him. And in that video, it showed a small baby looking maybe at the age of one and a half to two. And that baby started a journey carrying a very big wood. He was wretched. He was trying to carry this wood. He carried it, walking up, certain time, certain point, he fell down carry it again, and to the point that there was a hill in front of him. When the baby got to that place, <laughs> by how he had a wisdom, pick up the wood, put it on top of the hill, climb over the hill, a baby just looking at about one and a half to two years, and then jump over the hill, carry the wood again. Then he was moving into an entrance. At that point, it became so tough and rough for him again. He fell down, was crying, wailing. He wanted to carry the wood ah, this way, right, left. He couldn't. Then all of a sudden, Something just encouraged him. And then he picked the wood, then walked straight into the room. 
over there, there were some wood that were gathered together. Then he dropped the wood on top of the gathered wood over there and then turned back. That was the video he sent me three days before his death. Hmm. I look at it, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. But it dawned on me that Saturday night that he was actually informing me that he has accomplished what the Lord said he should do in this world. He has achieved it. He has hit the target wow. and going back home. So this is one man I don't doubt. This is one man who talks to you but giving you a revelation. You see now with him, just as we are talking like this together, everything is telling you maybe it's all prophecy. That's right. So I have realized all these things in him. Look, one day when I came, and most often, about two or three occasions, he would drop down from his prayer mountain, walk me through to the car park. He was tapping me on the shoulder one day, and I said, hmm, I wish I could have a friend like you. I said, man of God, am I not your friend? He said, hmm, I wish I could have a friend like you. I said, man of God, why are you saying this? Repeatedly three times he said that. Then walk me to the car park before. Um, so I do not doubt when we are talking of prophets. Honestly, in this world, as it has been in the time of old, at every given time, the Lord appoints a major prophet to lead and guide his people. That's right. That's right. Prophet T.B. Joshua will be recognized as such. One of the major prophets that the Lord has given to this generation, to your generation and my generation. And you to take another circle all over again to have a prophet and a shepherd like you. Wow. Hmm. All right. Um, well, uh, Honorable George Sika, we continue to take inspiration and guidance from our great mentor in uh, being on our knees for the nation Ghana. Uh, as I, I believe the entire world will be the whole of Africa, everybody will continue to be on our knees for, for Ghana. But on that very profound note, we just want to thank you so much for letting us into these very private and personal moments and experiences that you shared with the great prophet TV Joshua. Thank you so much for your time. Good morning and win today. Good morning and win forever. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.
Thank, Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Good morning. You've just heard from Honorable George Sika, the aide to former president of the Republic of Ghana, John Mahama, and he's shared his TVJ moments with us. What an incredible conversation mm. we just had. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest things for me is, and I believe it's something that we've all experienced in our journey coming to the Synagogue Church of All Nations, right. is that when destiny has given you an appointment with the Synagogue Church of All Nations, it's impossible to miss it. One way or another, mm. somehow God draws us uh, to this wonderful ministry and to the man of God, and from there our destiny has changed forever. Absolutely. Honestly, as Ma was speaking, our guest from Ghana was speaking, guess what? I was getting jealous. Because <laughs> if Prophet T.B. Joshua was a regular folk, I, I'd be jealous. But I know he shares the same love for every other country, mm. I mean, for everybody around the world. He, has, he seems to have this love, enough to always pass on mm. to the next person or the next country or whoever is in need of mm. some care, some shepherding. He was always willing yeah, Jamila. Yes, no, I want to take up on what you say. Yeah. He was not a prophet of Nigeria. No. He was a prophet of the whole world. Absolutely. Whole nation. Mm -hmm. It's amazing the love he had for Ghana, the care, mm. and all the prophecies he gave to him secretly that yes. came to pass. Wow, you that would, was amazing. You what? would think with the kind of love he professed for Ghana that he would have less for other countries. No. Yeah, no, no, I I'm totally with you. And do you know what, Jamila? I love that you went back to that word secretly uh, because there's so many misconceptions, misconceptions, excuse me, about doing this for fame, doing this for, if I may call it, paparazzi. Yeah. It wasn't about that for oh, him. No. It was yeah. a genuine mission and a genuine call from God, which is what enabled him to be able to tell someone, give such deep prophecies that... And tell you not to tell and anyone. And tell you not to tell. Because oh. you already, you know how it was. If the man of God made a prophecy about any country or any situation, something as controversial as politics, elections, he would have been trending all around the world exactly. for days and months and years. But the fact that he had the discipline and the instruction from God to say, you know, God obviously gave him the instruction to say, this is not for public consumption. That's and right. he followed that instruction just goes to show you so much about his obedience to the call that God made on his life. Absolutely. And that's, that's one thing I'd say is a rare gift mm. because he's not doing it for the fame. Otherwise, he would have said it Shouted. even before the election results yeah. were out. But he did it. He told the man as a privilege, but mm. do not tell anyone. Mm. And the guy, I'm glad, the guy also kept it to himself. When God yeah, speaks, the wise listen. Exactly. And then he <laughs> saw it unfold. All right, well, I've had a wonderful time today. Me too, I You bet. <laughs> I so. had a great time too, listening to all that sermon. Right, so I guess uh, it's until we do it again, right? Yes. yes. So see. see you next time on My, My TVJ, TVJ Moments. Moments.